Hello, and welcome to episode 30 of the Anti-Reactive Parenting Podcast. I'm your host, Stephanie Hoppy, parent educator and counselor, mom of two, and lover of all things related to parenting. So today we're going to deviate from our typical format and topics and discuss some pop culture and current events and give you an anti-reactive take on the Barbie movie. This is not difficult content for anti-reactive parenting, but with all of the hype about this movie and the multitude of messages contained within it, I just had to discuss it with you all. But before we get into all of that, I wanted to share anti-reactive parenting's latest news with you all. We have launched a subscription service. We've been working on some premium content to share with our listeners, including an exclusive podcast series by Life Fatherhood called Daddy Date, where you can listen in on healthy values-based conversations between a dad and his daughter, a monthly newsletter, shout outs and future episodes, and more. You can find the link to our premium content in the show notes, and we are excited to see you over on our subscription page. All right, listeners, let's do this. Today, we are going to be talking about the highly anticipated movie of the summer and movie with the biggest opening day of 2023, Barbie. The marketing for this movie has been insane, and while no official numbers have been released by Warner Brothers Studio, the estimates that are that they spent around $100 million on marketing, and they started this months ago. If you didn't care about this movie or hadn't paid attention to it, you probably thought it had already been released, but it wasn't. It debuted this past weekend on July 21st. The anticipation and excitement surrounding this movie has been big, and literally everywhere I've been this weekend, I heard somebody talking about it. As a woman who was once a girl who played with Barbies, and as a mother raising both a daughter and a son and as a wife in a dedicated relationship with clearly defined roles, I was super curious about this movie and all of the hype surrounding it, and I needed to see it for myself before any reviews or spoilers came out and tainted my perspective on it. And I am so glad I did. The plot and overall content of this was kept tightly under wraps, despite the massive marketing campaign, and I wasn't sure what I was in for when I went to see it. My daughter was super interested in this movie, too, and the idea of watching a movie about a beloved, classic, brightly colored toy coming to life is alluring to almost everyone, children with vivid imaginations and nostalgia-loving adults alike. Given the director of the movie, I was certain there would be some heavy messaging contained within and wouldn't simply be a cute story with a predictable storyline. So I approached the idea of letting her see it when it premiered with caution, and she and I checked diligently for weeks to see what the Motion Picture Association would rate this movie. Once it got the PG-13 label, I knew it would be best for me to screen it ahead of time before making a final determination on whether or not I'd let her see it. So I did, and I honestly hadn't seen a movie theater so full of excitement and fangirling since the Twilight movies. 90% of people waiting in the long queues to buy tickets, at the concession stand, pouring into the Barbie theaters, they were all wearing pink. And I'm talking men and women, young and old, they were all wearing pink. I saw sparkly dresses, fancy high heels, men wearing super nice pink dress shirts. It was crazy. And this was my first cue to turn on my anti-reactive parent brain. 
And now this is your cue to turn on your anti-reactive parenting brain. Because before I go any further, I'm going to warn you this podcast contains spoilers. And the first spoiler alert is this. I am not going to tell you what to think about this movie. Because here at Anti-Reactive Parenting, we are not raising your kids. You are. But we are here to empower and educate parents to think critically and intentionally about their parenting decisions and do their parenting with purpose, not wing it and clean up the mess after the fact. We are not here to tell you what to do, but to help you figure out why you make the decisions and the choices you do so you can get ahead of those decisions and make the best ones for you and your family. So with all that being said, let me tell you why seeing literally almost everyone in Barbie Pink at this movie premiere signaled me to put on my anti-reactive brain and get it into gear. American culture is full of popular moments and icons that shape and define how we as a collective society think and form general societal values. Barbie has had more than her 15 minutes in the limelight as a pop culture icon, and a lot of those moments in more recent history have not been positive. The Barbie doll debuted in 1959 and was the first mass-produced doll modeled to look like an adult and was styled with all the glitz and glamour of the female Hollywood icons of that era. Over time, Barbie has been criticized for being detrimental to girls' mental health by having wildly unrealistic body standards while simultaneously being considered a role model for girls, while the Ken doll is more on par with the actual proportions of a male body. Given that Barbie was first designed after a quote-unquote racy gag gift men could buy in tobacco shops back in the 50s, I guess this shouldn't be surprising. Barbie's measurements have been adjusted over the years, and for a time, she has now been available in varying shapes, sizes, and colors, But if you're a child of the 90s or early 2000s, you may remember a time when Barbie was quite the hated pop culture icon by feminists and honestly has experienced criticism ever since. Mattel has responded to criticisms by incorporating more diversity, as I just mentioned, and giving Barbie over 250 careers and also giving her an ugly friend, Midge, to prove she's just not a you-know-what symbol. So... Here's my point. I showed up at the movie theater to watch a movie about an over-the-top, girly toy that is often hated by feminists, directed by a woman largely viewed as a feminist, based on her previous films and altering of the classic story Little Women, and I am surrounded by a sea of pink and Barbie-loving fans giddy over seeing this intensely, traditionally feminine character come to life and are excited about reliving their girly childhood memories. And I couldn't help but feel like we were all in for a cruel trick and were about to be played. Were all of these fans with their hardcore love of Barbie and all the girly things she stands for about to be made to feel like fools? I mean, the dichotomy of the two perspectives was just too strong, and I wasn't sure what to expect. And with all the talk this movie was getting, I knew it was time to get mentally sharp about what I was about to experience. Because, like it or not, these pop culture moments have an impact on our kids. And I wanted to be prepared to get ahead of whatever was about to happen. Some narrative was about to unfold before my eyes, 
and a slew of narratives and takes on the story itself were going to follow. And I knew everyone was going to be talking about it. I knew my kids' friends were going to be talking about it. And I wanted to be prepared to be informed and know how to thoughtfully respond to whatever it is that my kids will inevitably hear about the film. So the previews ended, the lights dimmed, and I braced myself for whatever narrative I was about to see and had my brain ready to question and consider the story as it unfolded. So here are some actual spoilers about the film. There are some strong takes on women, men, and their roles within society, and each other's fight and struggle to regain control and power over the society and the community they live in. I mean, seriously, this is a very strong story about gender. And by gender, I mean just the two genders. There is a transgender performer playing one of the Barbies in the film, but gender is presented strictly as male and female with no reference to anything in between, just as an FYI. This movie is also about how each gender perceives the benefits and the problems when either gender is in charge or holds the power. This movie also has strong takes on personal value and worth dependent upon their gender roles and stereotypes. It actually goes pretty deep into the tension that exists between men and women when one is holding all of the power. So the story begins with all of the Barbies living in Barbie land, where all of the Barbies run the world. They literally have all the jobs, everything from president to Supreme Court justices to construction workers. Kens live in the Barbie land too, but they are primarily just the beach bum versions of Ken, and all they care about is getting a Barbie to pay attention to them, and that's the only way they experience any worth. The main Barbie character is played by Margot Robbie, and her character represents stereotypical Barbie, while the diverse representations of all versions of Barbies are also living in this place. At this point, everything comes across as peaceful and perfect because the Barbies are in charge and everything runs smoothly and everyone gets along and it's all just perfectly perfect. You can decide for yourself if you feel if that is an accurate portrayal of what it would be like if only women were in power. We then find out that the main Ken character, played by Ryan Gosling, lives only to be seen by Barbie and pines for any chance he can to get anywhere near her and be noticed by her. Barbie has no need or desire to ever hang out with Ken and regularly and regularly rejects him and all the Kens essentially feel worthless. Barbie suddenly experiences some strong, non-perfect events such as thoughts of death, cellulite, bad breath and flat feet and finds out that she needs to go to the real world and find the girl who is playing with her because she's the one experiencing those dark feelings and sadness and transferring them to her Barbie. Therefore, it's stereotypical Barbie's job to go find her and help her to restore perfection in Barbie world. Ken sneaks along to help Barbie, even though she could not care less whether he's there or not, and he doesn't actually end up helping, really. He's just hanging out in the real world. So Barbie ends up finding out it isn't her girl toy owner that's sad, but rather it's the girl's mom, Gloria, played by America Ferreira. Her daughter is growing up and doesn't need her so much anymore. Uh, Gloria is a secretary at the top floor at Mattel, which is a company run exclusively by men, and she finds herself sketching versions of Barbie, such as Depression Barbie and Cellulite Barbie, which would be more accurate portrayals of modern women. Meanwhile, 
Ken is running around Southern California and finds out about something called patriarchy and quickly gets very excited about this idea of men running everything and doing whatever they want and pushing women aside. Ken does doing, he tries doing patriarchy all over town by getting very into horses and trying to do things like performing surgery and telling women what to do. Ken, so excited about doing patriarchy, goes back to Barbie land to tell all the other Kens about patriarchy and they quickly adapt the song Push by Matchbox 20 as their theme song. You know, the one that goes, I'm not a singer, so I'll spare you my singing, but I want to push you around. Well, I will. Well, I will. I want to push you down. Well, I will. Well, I will. I want to take you for granted. If you don't know that song, look it up, but it's a classic. Okay, so... Anyway, that's their patriarchy theme song. Meanwhile, Barbie is trying to help Gloria, the Mattel execs, and they're trying to get Barbie back to Barbie land. And Barbie land quickly descends into chaos as it is taken over by the Kens and it becomes Kendom instead of Barbie land. And it's complete with horse stuff everywhere, mini fridges, guitars, saloon doors, gaming systems, and just a wild masculine energy. At this point in the movie, We have seen harsh shifts between one extreme where women are in charge and the men feel insignificant and treated like objects to where the men are now in charge and the women are made to feel insignificant and are treated like objects. However, the wrongness of Kendom somehow feels more egregious in the movie. At this point, I was honestly bewildered at what I was seeing. I heard the word patriarchy patriarchy more times within those 114 minutes than I've ever heard it in my life. I saw disgust and annoyance for both genders and the worst versions of their stereotypes and direct talk about gender and power in a way I've never heard or seen before. I really had no idea what direction the movie would take all of this, the stuff nobody really likes to talk about out loud and what they were going to do to put a tidy pin in it at the end. I won't spoil the rest of the movie, but I'll suffice it to say that the Barbies, the Kens, Gloria and her daughter, and the all-male Mattel executives all get some sort of redemption and aren't made out to be terrible people, and the male bashing is kept to a minimum. So here's my real point. This movie is about males, females, gender roles, and power, and that's it. The styling is amazing, the jokes are pretty funny, the nods to childhood nostalgia are great, and the Barbie rapping on this story is super fun. Although I could have done with a few less jokes about male and female body parts. But this movie puts gender and society front and center, and it's not shy about it. Notably, it comes exclusively from the female perspective. But the movie is called Barbie, it's for females, men can watch it too, and I think they should, But let's be real, it wasn't made for them. At Anti-Reactive Parenting, we're not going to tell you whether or not you should allow your kids to see this movie. That's your call. However, as an anti-reactive parent, you should make that decision with intentionality. Even more so, what we do recommend is before allowing your children to see this movie, if that's what you decide to do and think that these are themes that they're ready to handle, Get a firm grasp on what your views are on gender roles within the home and within society. I mean, honestly, take a look at how you view women, how you view men, 
how you view the concepts of patriarchy and matriarchy, and how the two genders could and should coexist together. American society doesn't like to talk about these things. It's gotten very PC over the past several decades, and nobody wants to offend anyone, and there's a million opinions about it. This movie forces the issue and presents the struggle between the sexes to coexist. Anyone with a solid opinion on these issues, no matter what they are, will probably find things that they like about the movie, as well as things they hate about the movie. These issues are messy and not everyone agrees, which is why it is so important to have your views figured out so you know how to teach and to guide your children. Because if you don't, society will. And if you don't like the message, you need to teach your children otherwise and not just explain the what, but more importantly, the why behind what you're teaching them. If you have no intention of seeing Barbie, it is my hope that this episode of Anti-Reactive Parenting has given you a reason to be intentional behind the media choices you make for your children and the choices you allow them to make for themselves as they get older. It's easy to get swept up in pop culture phenomena, and the more excitement surrounding those phenomena, the more influential they become on us as individuals and on our culture as a whole. Whether we like it or not, or no matter how hard we try to fight it, those influences shape and mold the world we live in. And being anti-reactive means not just getting informed about these influences, but thinking critically about the messages they are sending and deciding whether or not we agree with them. It is our job as parents to be the buffer between our children and the world that is chomping at the bit to shape and mold them instead of us. We are the filters between them and the world, allowing the hard lessons and difficult topics to flow through us to them at a pace that is appropriate through the lens of the values you are instilling and blocking out all the rest that they aren't ready for yet. In the information age we are living in, those topics and influences are flowing in at a pace that is faster than has ever been seen before in history. And we have to be ready. And we get ready by having steel-tight values and thinking critically about what's going on in the world around us. Anti-reactive parenting isn't easy, but it is so important. All right, that's it for today's episode, my listeners. And as always, thank you for tuning in. If you have an opinion about the Barbie movie, I'd love to hear it. So head on over to our socials or drop us a line via email at contact at antireactive.com. Also, if you continue to enjoy these episodes, we invite you to help this podcast grow by leaving a quick five-star rating and if you have time, a positive review. These ratings and reviews are much appreciated and help others to find this podcast and their mission to become better parents. Don't forget to follow our podcast and add it to your library so that you don't miss an episode. Until next time, parent intentionally, plan for what's to come, and be anti-reactive.